What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. Yoo-hoo. I wish I had a time machine. In the- <laughs> okay, let's give a Miss Mike Jack. Well, Hazel is not pleased. Oh. I can't hear her. Oh, good. Well, she just so basically, y'all. Well, y'all don't care, but she I, she be out all day, and I just put her away so I can record because it's a little early. Normally, when we record, she be knocked out. Mm. So I turned the doggy TV on. She ain't pleased. So anyway, all right. What's up? How you been? Um, you know what? I'm actually having an amazing week. <clears throat> well, that's good. What Great. makes it so amazing? Um, you know, I'm just starting to get out of the house more. Um, you know, actually enjoy living here. Not that I didn't enjoy it before, but taking advantage of taking advantage of it. Um, I've been working. Um, possibly have a new client. Period. Um, and then also, I got some more offers or whatever. So things are picking up, which is really good. I'm I'm here for it. Um, also, my room is about 90% furnished. So I told myself that I was going to start with my room and make my way to the front of the house because it's a lot of space to fill up here. So I'm like, that'll be easy to just knock out. And then um, me personally, I like to have my room first just because I know that's going to be most of the, you know, where I spend most of my time. Yeah, for sure. You want to be comfortable. Um, yeah, so all I have to do is put together my dresser and I'm done with my room. Um, I mean, little knickknacks, like little stuff that I want to put on a little shelf in my room and pictures on the wall, but other than that, yeah. So now I can work in, now I can comfortably see my living room because I had to get a lot of boxes out of here. Still trying to get this damn washing machine. I'm ready to just give it away because it I wanted to go. I, I need it out. Like, I can't even, I don't know. I'm just annoyed with it. Cause it's like, why you here for what? Like, <laughs> cause you can't, you ain't serving no purpose. Well, you like, can't. How much did you pay for it again? Five hundred dollars. Yeah. Five hundred. For another hundred, you probably could have got a brand new set. I can't even lie, but from well, a Maytag. Like I had my, I paid like six hundred for my Maytag set from Home Depot. But is my it small? Friend. I need a small. I need small. And I need front loading. I don't know. Well, you don't get no front load for that price. I um no I don't remember how it wasn't that small I didn't choose small because I have a king size bed. Oh look, two hours ago. Hi, is this gas or electric? I can pay via PayPal, Zelle, or Venmo. Look at this. Oh, period. There you go. It's well, speaking of furniture, I have been trying to find. So originally, I wanted a cloud sofa, right? But it's not the cloud that I want. It's the style of that sofa, and um. After like testing out different ones, looking at different ones online, I really don't want a downfield sofa. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good to sit on. It's really weird that people. What you are mean a down? That. What is that? I don't see. I'm I'm new to the furniture game, so I don't know nothing it's about feathers. That. You know, like a down jacket. Oh, like goose goose feathers. Yeah, or whatever animal they want to pluck. Pigeon, crow, who knows? But crow. Uh, I don't know. Some of them got budget sofa. So the very popular cloud sofa, which is made by Restoration Hardware, um, I think for the one I want, it might be like anywhere from five to seven thousand dollars. Not paying that, especially not for this condo. I'll pay that if I have like this beautiful house. And I, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just not. It's just really overkill for me. So what I really like about the cloud sofa is how deep it is. So it's one of those things that if I sat all the way back, my feet would not touch the floor. I love that. And so one of the reasons why I even consider getting a new sofa is because I can't stretch out on my current sofa. I can lay on it, but if I wanted to fall asleep, I would not, I would just get up and go get in my bed. So yeah, I was like, okay, cool. And my sofa's in great condition. I really don't have a problem with it. It's just that. And I have a love seat, but obviously I can't connect them to really make the ideal look. So I've been looking, looking, looking. I don't look on every goddamn retail that sells a cloud sofa dupe, a cloud sofa style, a la 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 la. Been all up on YouTube, and yeah, so I they, I just don't like. So when you sit on these sofas, you literally sink in it, and I guess people like that. But you can feel the feathers poking at you, like the stem of it. I don't. I hate it. 
can you imagine that so it's just weird that people like that on top of that when something is downfield the feathers poke out they come out of the sofa so over time you don't even have a field nothing you just have a sofa so i was looking at alternatives some people do offer some that are filled with cushions but unfortunately those cushions are very they start to curve when you sit on them it's just you can't win so my sofa that i have right now it's filled with like it's like this gonna sound crazy but you know how you comb your hair and you have like a lot of dead hair that's on the comb it's filled with a material that looks like that like almost like it's like cotton filled. cotton yes okay but these other companies they don't have they're not filling it with cotton they have like a, a square piece of cushion so over okay. time that will just not look well it doesn't look good and also on top of it the the ones that's downfield you have to fluff them as soon as you get up like you see it you see it and it look like balled up homework so it's just not cool and if i'm spending three four thousand dollars on the sofa why would i want to be putting in more work you know what i'm saying and they, yeah. they, they peel a lot so they get a lot of those little lint balls it's just a lot of things so anyway y'all I was trying to find an equivalent to that. And the thing is, it just does not exist um, there. So American Signature has one, like I said, that um, that is not downfield. They have two, they have a downfield, they have a cushion field, but the, it looks a mess. And then, and then the color I want, which is dark gray, don't even come in the cushions, only downs. It's like, I refuse to pay that kind of money when I got my whole living room suit, tables included for not even $800. So I'd be doggone if I pay three times that for something that I don't truly love, you know? Yeah. And I have found a, a, what I thought was a good match at Sam's Club, which was good. It was $1,000. It was the same style, but it was just not as deep. It really didn't have that look that I was looking for. It was just a good, if that sofa was deeper, I would got, I would have got it. I actually ordered it counseled. I was just like, I don't, let me just stop. Like, this is not happening. So anyway, it's looking like I'm just keeping myself. And that's fine. Yeah. It's not that deep. You know, you can't have it all. But um, yeah, so that's what's going on with me. I bought a new bed. Um, I, at first I just had a smart base and a headboard because I couldn't find really the bed that I like. So one, one thing about me, when it comes to furniture, I really intentionally go after things that are easy to re, re, easy to move, easy to transport. That's why I love modular sofas. Cause it's literally just like picking up a chair. It's just like one little piece. That's what I got. Yeah. So I, um, the bed that I have is not modular, but it is very easy to assemble. It took less than an hour, but now that it's assembled. I can break it down by turning two screws and move on my business. So like I had got this really big tufted bed from Macy's a couple of years ago. It was a lot to move. I just sold it when I moved because I'm just like, please get this away from me, Apollo. So <laughs> that's what's going on. I truly don't need a new sofa. I actually had a buyer and everything. I had to tell her I had to renege. I'm sorry. I was like, listen, the the sofa I want is not coming, so it don't even probably don't even exist. So if y'all know any cloud sofas that are not downfield, they actually have some kind of cushion, um, does not sink to the floor, and has good consistent reviews. Let me know. I did find this one place. Thanks to this viral tweet, turns out they stuff be the threads be coming up. I'm like Jesus Christ. All right. So anyway, at this point, it sounds like you need to get custom furniture. You know, I'm not opposed to that, but even then, I need to I need to be able to go somewhere where they have made something that i'm looking for and sit on it and keep sitting on it and lay on it like i just need i i'm really particular about certain stuff especially my like things, something like this so i need because that's a lot of stuff online the problem with online you gotta get it to your house to find out it's trash so yeah if there's a custom furniture maker out there that can that has made a cloud style sofa with um none feather filling then please let me know and i'm not mm. spending more than five thousand i'm not even spending more than four thousand i'm not even spending more than three thousand dollars I, feel I, know, like. I spent $2,500 at the absolute most. And I need to be at least 139 inches wide modular with a, a chase deck can be left or right optional. So, okay, so custom. Um, yeah, well, most of them are like that. I'm just that. playing, I'm saying that because you is very, is you have like very specific details. Yes. And the problem is just not, I can't, there's no happy medium for me. So, yeah. I just keep my little cheap rooms to go live room suit. I got some new throw pillows. It looks good. It looks blessed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm, what I'm working on next in my house. I, I think that I'm going to event, I'm going to buy, a, um, I'm going to buy a vanity table. That's what I'm going to start. Okay. So I'm going to convert my closet into like a little vanity room. That's cute. Yeah. I'm going to buy, buy a little table with the lights just to kind of, you know, get started with that. And then I do think that I want to get like a TV stand, like under my TV, um, so I can start removing my dolls and stuff from the boxes. Um, I did decide that I was going to do. Um, so I, I, I've come to the conclusion. I'm not really a fan of floating shelves. Um, oh. I like the shelves with the hardware. Like mm-hmm. I like that metal look. So I'm like, you know, maybe I can just put some shelves up behind my couch and put some stuff here. Cause this wall is empty. 
and see. Um, actually, my Black Business of the Week is actually who we'll talk about that when we get there. But um, I'm gonna uh, put my put some shelves here, put some shelves by the TV, and just kind of just work it as we go. Um, I think that my problem is that when I first move places, I try to like furnish it in my head. And realistically, I'm not that type of person just because I've never been the type to like buy stuff that matches, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like everything is always so abstract all over the place. That's always been my style. Um, But I did say that my room, for sure, I wanted to keep it all one color. So that's what I did. But um, yeah, we just gonna work as we go like I normally do and just figure it out as we go. Yeah, it's I well good luck because I'm having a uh, a tough time. And it's it sucks because this is like two times the amount of space that I've that I normally have. Like in Atlanta, I never had this much space, so I it wasn't that hard. Especially my last apartment, it was very small. So it's like, okay, um, um, okay. So you it's couch, coffee table, TV stand, TV up. Period. I ain't even have enough space for no damn dining room table. So it was like, whatever, you know. I need one of them too. Oh, Lord. I'm oh, yeah, sure. I got to get that too. <laughs> I got to get a dining room table. So, I mean, once it's done, I'm probably never going to leave my house because I want to enjoy my purchase. Period. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just the process of doing it. It's just like, girl, come just please. I, I, you know, it, it, it's these times where I wish I was rich. Honestly, is rich gonna be enough though? Because once you get rich, you start yeah, because finding. Guess what? Since I'm not rich, I gotta put my own furniture together. See if I'm if I'm like if I had that type of money. Well, you can go on tax right, but it's not that expensive. I'm not paying no folks. Okay, sorry, my bad. I bought my own drill. I bought a drill. Yeah, I put myself. I, bought, I don't put myself together. I have I have an assistant that does that for me. But I, I heard you. I already know who the assistant is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, speaking of furniture and home decor, that's going to lead me into my black business of the week. Okay. Um, so um, my black business of the week is, I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Her name is Hamila, ha, Halima, Halima. Okay. Um, so Halima owns a company called Art Space. I mean, art piece is it's one word. It's spelled really weird, but I like it. Um, so it's art piece. So basically, she has... I found her on Twitter. She went viral on Twitter because of her personal office space, like her artwork on the wall. And she's like, oh, by the way, these are all mine. Like, I made these. Period. So she does digital art. And when I went on her site, not only does she do that, she make rugs. So I'm... I, I I like the custom rugs, but I won't put them on the floor just because I feel like um, I don't want nobody stepping on it. Like, I don't want that. I want mine on the wall. So she ended up having this rug on her site um, of Andre 3000 drinking out of a uh, like a coffee cup. And that drew me in. So I just kept going. I found so much artwork from her. I'm probably going to get all my artwork from my wall from her. Just because it's the style of art that I feel like fits my apartment. Um, And then the rug as well. Then I just looked on her Instagram. She also has... Because I'm I'm just now looking at her Instagram. Because I found her on Twitter, like I said. But um, she has like keychains and everything. But I'm going to send you her page so you can check her out. It's art piece. It's spelled at A R T P C E. Okay. And her name is Halima. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Correct me if I'm wrong, girl. But yeah, that's what I'm. That's that's what I'm shopping for. I mean, she even has she has something for everything. Well, okay, cool. We're gonna shout out Halima in the episode notes per usual. You guys know the drill. Um, I've been on this thing where, where I have committed to sharing 28 black owned business, one for each day of black history. But, you know, I always share like small business, black owned business on my stories and stuff like that. But there are so many more. Like, I, I think people don't even realize or know where to start when it comes to finding a black owned business for certain stuff that they need. And I'm like, say less because I make it my 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 goal to go black before I do anything else. 
Yeah. I ain't coming back. <laughs> I appreciate that. Cause I, I mean, I think that for me, like I go for convenience. So I I feel like I need to- Ain't nothing convenient about the black dollar circulating in our community less than one time. Yes, listen, listen, I understand that. Um, but I, I, need, I definitely feel like I need to get better at that. Cause I just go by what's near or what's popular. Cause I, I, I go for stuff like that because that way I know that people use it and it works or whatever I need. Like it's I a, understand stuff like that in those cases. Yes. If something works, you, it's hard to find a good version of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, Oh, you guys go here a lot. It works. They're fine. They have good service. Let me just do this. You know? Yeah. I understand um, that. Now, sometimes if I do find, if I find out there's a black version or equivalent or own alternative, I still try it out just to see and depend on that. And I'll switch, but I agree. But I, I mean, obviously some things you just cannot control, but I really do genuinely try to make sure everything I do is black, 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 black. But yeah. So if y'all not follow me on Instagram, follow me, um, uh, dot Leisha's in the episode notes too. All right, let's move on to shop talk. Mm. All right. Um, so first things first, um, Nick Cannon is expecting his eighth child. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm actually annoyed by what he's doing. It's not my business, but it is my business. Cause y'all putting it out there and sharing it with the world with so many different characters. Um, I know people look at like, Oh, Nick Cannon is rich. His children are going to be straight, but you literally cannot be there for eight kids that live in eight different households. It's just not possible. Or let's say seven because Mariah got twins. But it's really, I think it's, I know that I understand that he is dealing with an illness and he has spoken about this and wanting to leave a legacy and all these other things. But I think it's extremely irresponsible to leave the job of raising eight different kids on eight different women. It's just a lot. It's just not realistic. It's not fair to that child. While it might seem cool because you're going to leave all this money behind, but money does not raise a child. There's so much more that goes to that. I thought that that was common sense, especially with somebody who has so much access. And so many people in the industry speak so highly of Nick Cannon on how he looked out for them back in the day and all this other stuff. But you cannot do that in eight different, like in eight different moments. It's just really irresponsible to me. And um, I don't know. I just don't think it's right. And maybe it'll be cool in the future when they're all one month apart. On the, they, what's, <gasps> like, you know, it's ghetto twins and they born in the same, like less than six months. But what you call this? It? It's like ghetto family tree. Okay. You take I'm, stuff too far. I'm just saying, but I just don't like it. I don't like, I just, you know, I just think about, you know, how how he, all these eight different kids going to have eight different things going on at eight different times. And he's just not going to be able to make it. Now that could be the same if the kids live in the same household, but it's even more difficult when they likely don't even live in the same city, you know, and you have a thriving career. You got so many things you're working on. It's just impossible for you to be there. Like you think you can, it's just crazy, but I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Um, I am, this is just very triggering, not for me personally, but I feel like I hear this story a lot in the hood. Um, this is definitely something that is not new um, about, especially for, from somebody like Shawty Lowe. Remember Shawty Lowe had all those kids? Exactly. And so um, realistically, like you said, it's kind of hard to be able to be a part of eight households at one time. You know, that's a lot. But um Shout outs to people who, to fathers that do have more than one kid by multiple baby mamas, and they're actually in their kids' lives because we see how things happen. And by um, kids' lives, you mean at a birthday party? Yeah, but even still, like, um, you know, celebrating birthdays, holidays, um, you know, when they have free time, yeah, whatever yeah. it's gonna be. Um, I feel like that's better than nothing because for me, I di- I didn't have that at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I didn't have none of that. <laughs> and to be honest, me either. So I know my dad in my life now, but he him yeah. and I both know we talk about this very transparently. Yeah. So it's like I can appreciate that because mm-hmm. even even just that that amount of effort to even know that you know I do care and I really want to see you do good and I want to make sure you straight. I think that that little bit of comfort um, may seem small, but to a child, that's a lot because I mean, it, it just knows that you, you know, that you care for or whatever. Um, I can't really speak on the Nick Cannon thing because he's seemingly doing this on purpose. Well, he is doing <laughs> seemingly <laughs> he is doing this on purpose. So it's kind of entertaining, but then it's just like, okay, when are you going like, to stop? There are real humans involved. Yeah, when are you going to stop? So 
Don't know. Things that when I tell you every day, I find out that people with money are just weird. Or they just, you know, I don't know. I ain't gonna say weird because I'm not gonna yuck nobody else young, but it's just they do a lot of stuff that is unconventional. Let me just say that. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I do, I remember hearing a while back that when men in I mean, this is not to generalize, but when men have a lot of money, it's like that's their way of like showing it's like a, a I don't know, it's just I don't know. Just stop 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 having men for these men. Stop, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Please. So um ABC suspended my girl Whoopi for two weeks for her <laughs> comments on the Holocaust. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I don't know now, how I feel about this. Going, going, <laughs> if we be, if we being real now, if we being real, what she said was, was definitely something worthy of getting suspended for, in my opinion. Okay. Just because um, I'm all for, I'm all for honest equality. Okay. Thanks. So I do, I do understand that when it comes to black issues and black problems, ours get swept under the rug a lot. And um, so it's very important that we have people like Whoopi and just uh, public figures in general that can speak up in spaces that we can't speak up in, you know? So I really, I respect that. I respect the fact that, you know, she's very open-minded, very, I mean, uh, very outspoken, not open-minded. She's very outspoken, and she speak her mind regardless. However, you cannot say that. <laughs> you can't. Say yeah, that. I think that. Yeah, it's, and I understand what she may have been trying I, to I, say. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I agree. Now, I don't honestly, I don't know about suspension though. I don't know, and the only reason why is because there have been worse said on that show by a host, and they ain't get suspended. They might have got drug on social media, but I don't. Yeah. I feel like. I don't know. It's, it's true. And this I'm not trying true. to like be, I'm not trying to be biased because Whoopi is black. Cause I do think it's wrong to say something with your chest like that. When that is one of the oldest, like historic outside of the, what happened to black people, that's one of the most traumatizing, horrendous and oldest uh, stories of like equal inequality, hatred, racism, white supremacy, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, she should be, you know, checked, but I don't know. Um, I, you know, I do understand that people misspeak. I feel like I misspeak on this podcast often, not often, but I have before several times. And sometimes you just make a mistake and it's harder to fix that when you're live on TV or yeah. on somebody else's, um, you know, somebody, not, not somebody else's show is her show, but she doesn't own the show. She doesn't own the content and things yeah. like that. So I just think that. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. See, we can misspeak on here. I feel like this is our platform. And we can edit it too, and nobody could ever hear it. You get what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. We get the we get to be like, oh, oh, yeah. You get we we let you in what you what we want to let you in. But yeah, and so on her show, she could have just misspoke, or I mean, maybe she meant it, or she thought she meant it. But I'm the point that I'm making is, is just you know, people say things that are jacked up, wrong, and inappropriate, and uh, I don't. I don't know, and like I can't speak on behalf of that community, the uh, the Jewish community, and um. So, but I I don't know. I just don't even know. So, yeah. Well, um. Godspeed, Whoopi. Godspeed. (laughs) 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 All right. So next up on the docket, so it's two things. So it's something that okay. So I think the last episode, Regina King's son had passed away due um to suicide. Yeah. Um. But I also want to speak on Chelsea, Chess, Chess, Chesley Christ. I apologize. She was Miss USA 2019. You know what? So okay, I was on TikTok one day and I saw this video and it was this this girl who was like explaining what um microaggressions were. She was really giving real examples and all the examples she named it was so freaking relatable and she expressed it and explained it in a way that. I feel like I couldn't have properly expressed. And so I was intrigued. And so I went on her page and I looked at her videos and I just saw all these things. So she was an attorney at one point. I considered law school, still am considering law school. Um, I did not know that she was a Miss USA. I realized that she had one, she was in patch. I just didn't realize. So anyway, I just was intrigued. And she posts a lot of content, things that I could relate to. So I'm like, let me follow this girl. Um, and I'm, you know, whatever. I'm liking her content. She got all natural hair. She's this, um, she's a, she's a gorgeous girl. So anyway, three days later, I see a news article with this girl's picture that she died to suicide, and it was her. And I'm like, oh my god. 
Now, I'm not somebody that keeps up with pageants and things like that. So I just didn't even know what all she did outside of TikTok. I'm just being totally honest. I just didn't know. And I do remember when she won, but I just didn't keep up with that era. I just remember that year being super iconic for Black women and pageants. So, yeah, it just really bothered me. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, it really hurt my feelings. I dreamed about it. It was just, it was just crazy. And I think it's because I had just found this girl really like her content i started following her and then boom this happens and the fact that i even recognized her on this news article because her her image that's how many, how much i was just on her page it just was crazy but according to her mother she had high functioning depression which is you know a lot of people like oh some people were saying that her death couldn't have been a suicide it was fishy it was like how because she was so bubbly so happy so successful blah 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 but i think people forget like when, especially when you mention high function depression like she literally is being she's living what appears to be a normal life but also at the end of the day she is talking to a phone she is talking to a screen yeah. or to a camera that is like we all put on we have had bad days we had to push on and be ourselves and save face or have a poker face and all this other stuff but she i mean she had a lot she was on extra i mean she was on tv every single day getting all these partnerships but obviously she's got to she got to pay bills she got to um, take care of herself so she's going to do what she's got to do she she could still be really passionate about these things or really enjoy these things but still be completely unhappy inside and it just was really sad man it's just um i just hate that suicide is so freaking common lately yeah. and i hate that people get to the point where they feel like that's the best option for them now i don't i have not been in that position so i can't necessarily say it's not right because even if you look at regina king's son like he made a tweet saying like referring to an episode of spongebob where spongebob spongebob had a bunch of spongebobs in his head and it was just a bunch of chaos and he kind of related that to how he feels i'm like dang that's that's uh, to try to actually imagine that feeling of having that much going on your head it's got to be miserable it's like how do you escape it like yes you can go to therapy i definitely think people should go to therapy but sometimes people don't people feel like they can just self-heal they don't want to take medicine they don't want to be restricted to a certain thing because they feel like it's just a waste of time and it's not working and you know they don't really you know they just sometimes think that we're better off without them so it's just really sad it's just really i don't know why this in particular bothered me so bad but it is and i just you know i know we made an episode previously about therapy but i i don't i'm tired of seeing the check on your strong friends like what exactly does that mean when you say that like you know i know they people might not do that exactly and on top of that people are so freaking mean before chesley passed she would um post like she would talk about how people sending her death threats people would call her all kinds of names in her comments when she won miss usa they tried to say that she wasn't even black enough because she's biracial i remember i remember that and so it's just so sick that people you know um, i just try to imagine like going on like I, you know i'm a mute queen right but there's only so much i can do so if i get to a point where i'm really popular or famous god forbid <laughs> but it's to a point where thousands or even millions of people have access to me it can literally say whatever their keyboard produces on a screen i can't really control all the stuff that i do and don't see and i just can't imagine already being unhappy and then coming onto this app where i have to pretty much do for work and seeing these things and kind of reconfirming like yeah you're right i don't need to be here i'm not happy i'm no good i'm trash all this other stuff and it's just i just hate that people get on the internet and even gets like even have the attempt to say that kind of stuff to people especially to people they don't know and it's just like it's just really sad it's just oh it just yeah. i don't even know how else to say it. it's just really sad i just you know anybody that's dealing with depression or any type of you know instability that they feel like they just need some help like please get help please 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 like it's just yeah, like i said people saying check on your strong friends if y'all are checking your people like truly check them don't be the mean girl don't be a fake friend don't be doing this if people have expressed that they're not that they're feeling a certain kind of way mentally like don't take that for granted like if you need to eat less than a load on them do them a favor take them somewhere have fun sing with them hang you know just do things to lighten their days and maybe they make them you know think about like you know what let me get this fixed because i enjoy this moment and i want to have more moments like this you know yeah I, um, I definitely said that for one, I need to get better at stuff like that as far as like just being there. I think I brush off a lot of plans for my own personal reasons sometimes, which isn't a bad thing because I'll be having stuff going on. And then I also talked about how functioning depression on a previous episode relating to myself. And I haven't been diagnosed with it, but I definitely feel like that um, that I go through that just because I'm always in not necessarily always, but when I'm around people. I'm definitely that person where I'm, I have a lot of high energy, blah, 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 but I'm not always in the best mental headspace. Now, I never ever in my life ever com uh, contemplated any type of self-harm or 
freaking suicide. Let me tell you something. I'm the scariest person on earth. I would never. <laughs> so I would never do that, but I definitely feel like I had had and have certain coping mechanisms that um, I feel like I use to kind of get through that. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I wish I didn't have. Like some of them I, I feel like is not, isn't harmful at all, but um, definitely as, as far as like being social sometimes, like I can't be social. And I said this many times, like I can't be social without alcohol. So it's mm-hmm. like, I need a drink or two or a shot or something in order for me to be in groups, uh, like large groups. And so um, I will, I honestly think that that has something to do with just my environment too, because me moving here, like last night, I went to an R&B night and um, it was so crazy because I went last week and I didn't, I didn't not, not enjoy it, but I think that I was just in my head the whole time. So when I went last night, um, I did have a drink because we went to um, Taco Tuesday previous. Mm -hmm. But the people in there, the people were just so happy. Like, I think it just reminded me of just spaces that I enjoy being in. Like how people are just there having fun. They don't give a damn about what you got on, what you look like. Genuinely having fun, genuinely listening to music. And then it was like actual music that I grew up listening to, like that I grew up listening to. Like, of course, it's stuff that came on the radio that we all can relate to, but it's mm-hmm. like certain album cuts and like stuff like that. I, I was in a place where I never felt that feeling before. Like, now, hold on. Is it 1996? I'm like, whoa, like how? I'm, it, it was almost a thing like, Y'all know this song? Like, how do y'all know this? Like, in my head, like, I wrote it or something. Like, what was one of the songs? Um, so they were playing, like, so they were playing, like, Destiny's Child remix album songs. They oh, were playing, wow. Like, Faith Evans, um, album cuts from, from her, what is it called? Uh, her, that one album. Remember she had that, those drug charges and stuff, and she had that one album coming after that? I can't lie. I don't even recall. I, okay. um, sorry. This was in like 2005. She came out with an album like 05 or 06. And like, I only it's know. It's like they keep on coming back to me. That album. With all the baby, baby, please is no more. No, that was Apple, Apple music. That was when we was a kid, kid. See, I don't know nothing. So it was just a lot of different stuff. And I'm like, whoa, like, what? In my head, I'm thinking they finna be playing Summer Walker all night. But they were playing, <laughs> but they playing like some stuff. So I that I felt comfortable. Oh, the like, album's like, called The First Lady. First Lady, there we go. Yeah. So in that moment, I'm like, you know what? I think this was the perfect move for me. That's why I said I'm starting to really enjoy living here, is because it's so much, it's so many things that I don't know. It's just like everybody here is just so different. It's like so open-minded. It's different things. I feel like me growing up in the South, especially Georgia, is like very black and white. It's like everybody is into this. And when you're not into this, everybody is standing across the room looking at you yeah. like, what the fuck is going I on? I hate that. And I don't know about trying to be explaining themselves every time something is different. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even explain simple stuff like my music taste or my fashion taste to people without people start coming up with their own theories of like, oh, this boy's weird. Like he's, what type, you wanna be white, you weird, you're demonic, you worship <laughs> devil. Um, I'm just saying things that people have said to me too yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you think me listening to Jamiroquai is demonic? Like how? Yeah, yeah. You know people are very, very, very close-minded. And it annoys me so much because some things that, um, like I think I consider myself very open-minded. Some stuff like, I don't even flinch at. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But I think that some people, like it's just little things, like things that you do to treat yourself. People are just like, yes. Calling you, somebody people pick me at white. me for eating healthy. Somebody call me white because I take my dogs to doggy daycare when I go out of town. What exactly am I supposed to do? Because <laughs> they're not coming to your house, clearly. How is that white? That's what I'm saying. I think that people just associate. It's just closed mind. I think it's them not believing that they deserve to do things for convenience. That sucks. And associating like having like 
disposable money as like a, this super privilege that they can't obtain obtain so it's really weird so i know what you mean it is deaf i mean i never thought about it being a south thing i never really thought about it at all but it's interesting i'm it's just interesting just i only crazy. say it's a south thing because of just the mentality of like what I grew up, grew up around and the people that I grew up around opposed yeah. to me being here. And I'm still, I still got my Southern mentality. Of course, I just yeah. got it. But the people here are like, oh, that's cool. That's fine. Like, no, no, um, a okay. lot of times that type of thinking is associated with education. Well, yeah yeah education like a lot of these you know a lot of people that are so gullible to believe certain stuff they see on the internet even some extremists is always somehow tied to education so you know go figure <laughs> a mess at one point I, california was recruiting paying for folks houses to teach out there they was not playing it was invested in their community see yeah i definitely i definitely see the difference i definitely see it. i i you know i don't know I, I'm I'm enjoying this. I really feel like I need to um, learn a lot more and just be out more and experience things, um, meet new people. But I'm getting there. But I do feel like it's it's in a way curing my quote unquote depression because maybe I wasn't depressed. Maybe I just needed to get away, like get out of my environment that I was in. Yeah, maybe. You know I mean, saying? a lot of times, I mean, at least, at least from conversations I've had with people, a lot of that's the depression is sometimes tied to them, like not being able to complete a goal they set out to be like, it could be financial, it could be like job wise. So you get so miserable that you're unhappy with stuff. So it's it's, it's okay for oh, that yeah. to be what's being healed. So I'm happy for you. I'm glad because you don't got that apartment. And if you break that lease, you're going to owe some more money. So we don't want that. <laughs> what? Oh, no, girl. I'm not breaking the lease. I'm not coming home. Period. Oh, I know that's right. Mm. All right. So we spent some time on shop talking. I want to get into tweets from the streets. This is not a, a, a segment that we always have content for, but I got time today. Okay? There you go. I, I can't wait to hear it. I don't know what so it is. So there has been this thing that kind of spiraled across most social media apps and why i say most is because linkedin was involved okay mm-hmm. so i'm not sure if a lot of you guys saw this tweet from this um recruiter by the name of mercedes johnson who said she so she posted this on her personal facebook somebody else reposted it and the tweet spiraled she said i just offered a candidate eighty five thousand dollars for a job that had a budget of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars I offer her that because that's what she asked for. And I personally don't have the bandwidth to give lessons on salary negotiation. A black woman said this, okay? Uh, When I saw this, I was very offended, okay? Because as someone who has really had to job hop until I realized how much money I'm supposed to be asking for, it's really hard to get the money you that you deserve your work deserves without you know having someone telling you outright how much money they make and it's all the rest of it is a guessing game and this this took off all over social media because number one number one she's in atlanta so it's a lot of black people a lot of black women a lot of black professionals who she probably communicate with and this person she was interviewing with who freaking knows but the company she worked for definitely reached out to me several times so let's just say that but First things first, there's a huge pay gap between not only men and women, but black people and white people, especially Mm -hmm. black women and white men. And it's really disheartening to see a recruiter post something like this so publicly, thinking she ate. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what did you think? You know, it just, I don't know. I think she thought that people were going to be like, you right, girl. You you." Like, I always tell people, you you get what you ask for, not what you deserve. But I don't say that in a way of saying you ask for $20,000, you get $20,000. My point is you need to learn how to negotiate properly to make sure that you get the money deserved. And I think that's what she thought she was doing. So anyway, it was all over social media. She did lose her job. And um, you know what? Deservingly. Yeah, she did. I'm sorry. She should have, because number one, you don't come on social. Number one, let's two things. She made a post on her, the same account about what appeared to be this job stating the salary range okay and asking for people to apply but she said that she didn't have the bandwidth in that call to to give somebody lessons on salary negotiation but you had the bandwidth to tweet this on social media and then you have a business where you supposedly coach people on how to get into tech or how to negotiate jobs and things like that and as somebody who literally do job interviews for fun it takes three seconds like it takes three seconds to tell somebody what the salary range is Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was going for this senior analyst role and I asked for like $65,000, which in my mind was, yes, 
that's good money because I wasn't making sixty five thousand dollars. And the yeah. guy was like, "You mean seventy two? I was like, "Oh, okay, we can do that." And now looking back, that ain't even enough. But I'm just saying, like, if that recruiter would have never told me that, I would have taken this job happy for this pay and doing work that was worth so much more. And guess what would have happened? As soon as I found out somebody was getting more than sixty five thousand, I would have been ready to quit. And part of the reason why people job hop to begin with is because they're not they they not getting paid enough for what their work is is asking for. So the impact and the pay does not align. And um and so typically they find another job, they find that they're paying more, and they leave and they can do that same work somewhere else. And I, it's just really I, it's just it made me so mad because I take this kind of stuff very personal. Like when it comes to corporate America and really get into the bad, like that's something I super advocate for. And I'm not even a goddamn recruiter, but I feel like I had to really learn the hard way about how to find out the right amount of money, not being afraid to ask for money. But you got people who literally are intentionally allowing you to get paid pennies for a budget, even if so she asked for 80, 85 and the budget was 130. You could have given her a hundred thousand and you still would have saved the company money. But yeah. it's just really sad because when I think about it, like $85,000 is a lot of money, but 100,000, 130, that could be something that's enough to change somebody's whole situation. You know what I'm saying? The way, the way you live, the type of bills you have, the type of money you save, it's just really sick. So I, it just really made me mad. And, um, I don't know. It just, I don't, I don't, that's all I really got to say. It just was, it just was really sad to see a black woman being that way. It's somebody who's probably being underpaid her doggone self and yeah. to do that to someone else. But you don't, it ain't about having bandwidth to coach somebody. You literally, like, recruiters literally will tell you the range for pay and what, and based on the experience you have, that's what the pay you'll have. But if you like, let me get undercut by several thousands or several tens of thousands of dollars is, is wild. It is wild. Yeah um it's like that's so crazy because i deal with that in my field as well and mm -hmm. i feel like um i feel like the problem that i hate that i have with things like that is like um especially when it's not your money that's when i really get offended you know Listen, what I'm saying? Like, literally your money, you're bro. literally getting paid a salary based on so this is the thing Corporate recruiters work for the company. So they just yeah. place people all day long. But there are contractor recruiters who get paid a, a, um, a bonus for placing people. It don't even matter. This is when you work for a corporation, you definitely are just, you don't, it's not coming out of your check. It's just, is what it is. Yeah. So it's like, whenever I'm approaching a job and they're asking me like, what is your rate or whatever? Now I know to just say the most outrageous thing. Not for real, not for real, but no, for I real. say the most outrageous thing because either they're going to yes it or you, they're going to negotiate it, but at least you're going to get like somewhere around or even more than what you initially thought that you deserve because that happened to me on the tour when I went on tour to escape and I was like, when I, after the tour was over and I figured out what everybody else was getting, I was like, oh shit like i yeah. should have probably negotiated that more but, but at the time you was like heck yeah you quit your job for it so clearly it was enough money to make those changes yeah so now that now that i'm where i am now i'm like it's so crazy that people be offering people like y'all feel comfortable enough giving people these jobs that's paying them this little amount black people yeah. And I can like, assure you that the person getting paid 85 is going to have the same amount of work as the person getting paid 135. That's a fact. Yeah. They're not going to be easy on you because you came in on a low offer. And I know corporate America can be very intimidating. I know. I mean, I anybody who knows me personally know, listen, I listen. So I understand that, but there are definitely resources. And I wanted to say this earlier, but if you guys at least go on Glassdoor, Glassdoor is a user submitted site where, and, and they kind of use industry trends as well to determine like what a role is paying at a specific company. If you have had a job, go on Glassdoor, create a profile, share the salary you post. I mean, you may, it will be anonymous and it'll help other people in the industry. So it'll give you a range like, hey, this is the low, this is the high, this is the median. So the median is okay. This is like what you can expect for a job like this. So there are resources out there that I understand everybody may not know that, but LinkedIn even has um, pay ranges, but Glassdoor is the holy grail. And a lot of times I've gotten offers higher than what Glassdoor is saying it is, but let that be your benchmark for real. Or hit me up. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't know me, hit me up. I will be glad to point you in the right direction. I am not, I am not afraid to ask for something crazy. If y'all know the stuff I be saying out my mouth, 
And what they come back with. Now, I know some people. I'm learning that, man. I promise you, over over the years, I had to learn that too. You got to just throw it out there. You just got to say it. And so I know a lot of people fear that if they ask for much, they won't be considered for the job. But you cannot be thinking about that. Now, there are, I don't, so this is the thing. If there's a budget, the money has been set aside to give to whoever gets this job, number one. But the manager, I highly doubt they're going to be like, oh, give it to the girl that wants 115 instead of the girl that wants 140. No, they just want to fill this position with the best candidate. That's really what it comes down to. Now, I have definitely heard of companies taking back offers, but are very those situations that I've heard of were very, very specific. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them things where people overshared information about their outside life and wanting accommodations and stuff like that. But I can promise you, if you start off at a company with a low offer, you're never going to catch up. Literally, when you get the job, that is your only time to set the bar for how much money you make, period. Or else you're just going to have to leave and come back. Mm. Hit me a I am, listen, my DMs stay with people asking me questions about jobs. I am happy to share. It's my free life passion. Get it in while it's free. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Now, this is this is going to be, I see this a lot on Twitter, and I just, this is completely left field, but do you feel like Atlanta has good food? Oh wow, it's so funny you bring this up. So um, so here's the thing. I travel a lot, I try food everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think what it is is that we are used to it. Like that's what we grew up on. So anywhere so yes no. that we, <laughs> I'm I'm getting to it. No, I'll just play, I'll just play. I feel like people are gonna always ride for the food they grew up on because it's that's what your taste was accustomed yeah. to. You know what they be thinking um, that grandma mac and cheese be good, but it be tasting like banana. <laughs> man, I had that. Listen, people trying to shoot me down yesterday about my macaroni and cheese sweet, but I'm gonna stick beside it. <laughs> um, but no, so I feel like the food in Atlanta is okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. I think that we have rest. We have newer restaurants out like Toast and um, what's the other place? Down like Rock South, Toast and Rock South. Now I feel like that is really, really good food because it's soul food, but it's clean. It's like neater, and it okay. tastes good. You know what I'm saying? Because I personally don't like soul food from restaurants. I would prefer to eat it from somebody's house who I trust. I'm big on that. Cause y'all be having roaches. Um, but what made me really reconsider, like, okay, maybe Atlanta food ain't all that is when I went to Houston. Mm. Houston food. I heard. This is my thing. I was though. like, bro, okay. When it comes to Atlanta food, I always expect soul food. I look at that as Atlanta food, Georgia food, right? And I feel like we have so many restaurants that yes are good, but it's not like Southern food. And I really feel, I really feel like finding good soul food in Atlanta, you just gotta go to your grandma's house. Yeah, you gotta like, go to somebody's I, house who you trust. Yeah, you don't exactly. Have and so I don't think our food is nasty per se. I do think we have a lot of good restaurants, but like places like Toast and maybe even Rock South, maybe Rock South, okay, cool. I really don't consider like Southern food. I just look at it as like food. Yeah. I mean, I get that. Is, is that making sense? I guess I'm yeah. like, you know, a lot of people when they tour to Atlanta, they think they think that Mary Max is going to be that girl, which, you know, is, which is weird because I've had a good experience at Mary Max before, but I would not recommend it for soul food. But I guess I'm just I saying did. when I look for food, if I was out of town, I was coming to Atlanta, I would be looking for soul food, but I just don't think a restaurant has that. It's like one place might have good mac and cheese, one place might have good shrimp, one place, you know what I'm saying? But it's no place that I'm just like, when y'all come Atlanta, I'm just going to tell them to go to American Deli. Like, I don't really know where else to send them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Atlanta is known for wings. Now, I will say that nobody is touching our wings. Period. I, I, or cauliflower. Or that. <laughs> Nobody's touching that. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the other food, I don't know. I don't, I don't got no answer, so I, I don't got it. I yeah. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> like, in the hood... All we had was like wings and barbecue. Fried food. And maybe that's why I associate that with Atlanta food because that was what was close by. But they like, were even down to Abdullah the Butcher, like yes, that was people exactly. there for wings and barbecue. Like, exactly. You had, we had Chinese. And now we have these like taco places and seafood places, which all these things are yes. good, but they're not like cultural things. No. The taco places in Atlanta are gross. <laughs> Sorry. 
They are disgusting. Um, I went to you out there with the real Mexican food, and now you just baby. But I was saying that when I was living there. Yeah. Oh, so they don't. They, I don't count that. <laughs> but what's the one? The new one that people uh, Bar Velvet Taco? Taco. Disgusting. Who? Velvet Taco. Oh, okay. I never been there. Don't go. Don't waste your time. People go there because it's big tacos. And it's just like the aesthetic. That's the thing. It's yeah. like when people open these restaurants, how good. many people told them their food was good? Like, did they go talk? Like and expert? people be there. People eat it. They oh. love it. And I ordered. I went the last time I went. I'm the type of person where I will. I will not make a biased opinion. I will try it. I'm gonna try it. So, the last time I went, I ordered five different tacos. All of them went in the trash. Mm, dang, I hate this. That's how I felt about when I went to Mojave. It's that restaurant over in, I think it's in Sandy Springs. It's got like the uh the grass on the outside. It's a breakfast place. That food was not good. I feel like it was food that you go to the store and you buy out the pack and you just cook it. You don't put nothing on it. You don't do nothing with it. It had nerve to be slow. But it's like, yeah, people, make, they focus, like, it, like, for example, for my birthday, I wanted to go to Garden Room. So many people told me that food wasn't good. And it's very expensive. So it's like you get the crowd out by going to these cool, aesthetically um, pleasing environments, but the food don't slap. So when it yeah. comes to eating, I just you just gotta go to the hood. That's really what it comes down to. Got it. Yeah, Atlanta is very ambiance. So it's giving it, it's it's ambiance. Like if it's giving like neon lights, grass wall, cute environment, cute place. But that's photo. gonna get old quick. And I feel I also feel like the Beltline brought a lot of places like that too. And it's like, is that trendy or is that like here to stay? I don't really like. It just doesn't reflect Atlanta. No. Now I people people even including myself, they be like, oh my God, the food in LA sucks. Let me say something. And that's what they said on Insecure. They, <laughs> they did? Said the barbecue. They said a the barbecue. Oh, the barbecue. Oh my God. Oh. Let me say, y'all, this past two weeks, I've had some of the best food I've had in my life in LA. So starting with the barbecue, um, it is a... Um, barbecue place. Hold on. I'm about to find out. I, I forgot the name of it. Oh, so I went to this restaurant um, last week called Blood Souls, which is a barbecue restaurant. Um, when I tell you the collard greens had smoked turkey necks in it, I said, y'all do that in LA, bro? Like, y'all do that? Is it black when owned? I tell you, black owned. When I tell you it was so good, the greens were so good that I ain't even have to put hot sauce on it. Oh wow! I went to Hazel a place. has entered the group chat, y'all. Hmm. Hazel has entered the group chat, y'all. I know she's doing the most. <laughs> like, why are you even up here? That's why I had to cover the bed. But um, I had some barbecue from this place on How Meal called Dad's Barbecue, and it was the best greens, and it's not even black on. I was like, <gasps> oh yeah, this is black on. And guess where they originated from? Texas, Atlanta, Texas. Oh well, there you go. So. I said that just, but I've had so much good food in the last week. Are there like, a lot of black owned places there? Um, surprisingly, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of black owned places. It's a place um that flow like to eat at. It's called My Two Cents. That's black owned. Um, I've been there with her, but I never got food from there because I didn't like the way the food sounded that she got. She got like a <laughs> she had like a barbecue chicken salad, and instead of salad dressing, they put barbecue sauce. Oh and, no, ma'am. I ain't That's like too thick. Well, it ain't not that it's too thick. It's barbecue sauce. I didn't like that. I ain't like yeah. the sound of it. It could have been good, but uh, yeah, but anyway, no thanks. That's something that I'm, you get for the table, and everybody just try it with a fork. I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but apparently that is Tyler the Creator's aunt or something. So he always is there. Like every time I've been there, for the most part, him or somebody from our future, they eating outside. Mm -hmm. Um. That doesn't confirm that it's good or not, but because <laughs> yeah, folks, folks biased to their family cooking, Don't they are in in a city, in a city, because he's <laughs> from here, he's from LA. So, uh, but it's plenty of them. I, I said I wanted to try a few of them. I seen a uh, Louisiana seafood restaurant that I want to try. Um, that looked pretty good. Um, of course. I find good tacos everywhere. Let me say when something. I the two times I came to LA, I had a hard time finding food. The last time was obviously I got you, sis. Okay. I got you, sis. I got you. And it's LA, so you ain't gonna have no trouble finding um options with no meat. 
Like if you need something, well, that's fine. I never have a problem finding food. Honestly, I don't know why other people be complaining about stuff. Where there's meat, there's there's veggies. Um, but yeah, I think that um, you know, I don't know. No, I just ask that because I see it on Twitter all the time. People talking about food in Atlanta not being good. They like they say that about the food, and they say our our airport is hard to navigate, which is literally the easiest airport ever, ever. Yeah, it's literally one long hallway. But I digress. I be taking it offensively because I'm like out of all the airports. It's because, I don't they, it's because they don't got clear or pre-check. But it, you don't need that to get to the airport. Like every terminal is no. a long hallway, and out of all the airports I've been to around the them. world, it's like Hartsfield was still the easiest. It's I don't know in the airports where you got to take a bus shuttle to the terminal. Like what? Um, LAX. Yeah. Oh, LAX. Uh, uh, O'Hare. Um, Dulles. Hmm. LAX, Actually, if you don't fly Delta, Delta is like the main terminal. So if you if you fly Delta, you don't have to do that. But anything outside of Delta, you got to kind of like do the most. I hate exactly. it. Exactly. So they're just speaking from a place of spirit anyway. <laughs> so if you ever send somebody to Atlanta, like what would you tell them to do? Like what would you tell them to go if they want to have fun? Um, If they want to have fun. It depends on the definition of fun. Because some people, they'll be like, oh, well, I go for the good hookah. Well, I go for, you know Are what I'm saying? people travel for that? Atlanta's known for hookah. And and me living outside of Atlanta, I understand why. So it's two hookah spots here that are really um, popular. It's one called Berries, um, which is like a very upscale. It's not upscale, but it's really it's really nice. And it's open till about 4 a.m. So it's a grown woman. Um, <laughs> and then they, they're known because they have lobster pizza. Okay. So that's what people come for is the lobster pizza. I'm not really a fan of pizza that much unless I make it. Um, but they have hookah there. You know they tried to charge me a hundred dollars just to get in the door. Dang. What'd that come with? Nothing. <laughs> so you still have to buy your hookah, still have to buy food, still to buy drinks. A hundred is it like a party environment or a restaurant? I don't know. I don't know. Like I was just like, what? So then another spot, Hollywood hookah, people go there a lot. It was fifty dollars to get in there to get in How the much door. Hookah normally Hookah can range in Atlanta between $25 and $60, depending on the place. Damn, all that for some tobacco smoke. So when people come to Atlanta, you can go to Kabob Land, get some good Mediterranean food and hookah for $50. Like the hookah is $25. The plate is probably $17. Add tip and tax. And so you're saying that the prices in LA are the reason why it's so popular in Atlanta? Like, what is it? No, I'm just saying people, people in Atlanta are known to smoke hookah. So like they know that like Atlanta is known for hookah. Like that's all they that's why when they were making the memes, like they need to put a vaccine in the hookah in Atlanta. Or they put the vaccine in the hookah in Atlanta. I, I get it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. that's like a thing. So I mean I, it depends on their definition of fun. So I have my I have my personal favorite of restaurants and hangout spots. Um and then um yeah, at this point, Atlanta isn't known for any other attractions for real. Outside and that's of the, the that's what I'm getting at. So it's like this is like part like one of the, part of the heart of the civil rights movement, right? So we can go to Dr. King House and stuff like that. But like, anybody coming for that? I mean, they will. No, they definitely will because now it's part of the National Parks, um, you know, association. But when you think about like tourist stuff, I mean, we literally have a whole strip downtown with museums of like aquariums, the Hall of Fame. It's not really for us though. It's nothing. And that's the thing. What is the point of coming to Atlanta? To party. It's a party city. That's not why everybody coming here though. It's other, it's gotta be something else. Like seriously, it's just, what exactly do we have that people want? We don't have no beach. Definitely don't want to <laughs> go to the lake. You, it's the, it's the party scene. We're probably one of, besides Houston, we're one of the only cities that have um, nightlife dedicated to just black com the black community. So you're saying that every person that visits Atlanta is coming to party? Not every person, but like the black people that come, they appreciate the fact that we play black music, current black music in the club. We they appreciate. Oh, I live here. You live there because it's because well. Up until recently, it was affordable, and that's where we were from. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what I love. But that's another I'm... reason why everybody, like, even like a, a lot of the people that I know personally, are leaving. 
because now it's too expensive. It's getting up there. So it's like, oh, I don't have no reason to be here. Yeah, you. that's that what I'm pro- saying. They're, I'm not convinced, honestly. And I mean, I'm, I'm okay with what I'm paying because I'm locked in. <laughs> but yeah. I just don't see the point of staying here besides the, like, I am so grateful for the blackness that we have here. And I mean that from the bottom of my that's heart. It is. It's the culture. But, that's and I mean that by for. just being able to find friends. I don't care about like the party and all that, not even the restaurants, but it's like, what else is there to appreciate about being Nothing. here? Yeah. And I, don't, and I don't even want it to sound like that because I mean, we have, it's a lot of stuff to appreciate in Atlanta, but realistically people are not coming for, there for that. They're not coming there for that. They're coming there, like I said, because one is majority black people and the nightlife. And this oh, is why I want, I've been thinking about moving out west. And I thought, I remember when I, was, when I was living in, when I was in California, my roommate, her family's from Tucson, Arizona. And I was telling her mother that I was thinking about buying a house. And she was telling me to buy a house in Tucson. And I was like, not opposed to it. I remember at the time I was seeing houses equivalent to what I paid for my condo. And now them houses three, four times that. It's crazy. So yeah. um, I was talking to another friend who has a property here and in Arizona and Phoenix. Oh, boy. And she was just telling me about it. Now, the only thing is she just is saying it's not a lot of black people. It's just not like, she just doesn't, she, because she works, that's just kind of how she stay busy, but she doesn't have a big black. She's a very, very, very successful black woman with a huge, huge following. And if she can't find no friends, like, good God almighty, what I'm gonna do. But that's, that's, it's really important to me to feel blackness wherever I go. And I know I won't get that elsewhere outside of Atlanta, maybe Houston. But even then it's like, do I want to be in a state that doesn't allow people to even learn about my history? Absolutely not. Yeah. And it's, so it's just like, oh boy. I don't know. I want to move though. I do. I, it's, it's, like, it's an, I feel it. It's an official feel feeling. And I don't, and I, the reason why I appreciate, um, out west so much is because of the nature and i i really i really have an appreciation for that that landscaping um i don't really mind the hot weather that's really my that's my that's my that's my thing i hate being cold so obviously there's a such thing as being too hot but i can appreciate i got natural hair yeah so i don't know i just been trying to think about where i'm gonna settle you know but it's probably not gonna be here yeah um definitely appreciate the landscape in california and the scenery and the nature and i appreciate how um, you know, I, now I don't like the fact that downtown is so dirty. Um, I feel like they're doing things to clean it up, but the way that they're going about it isn't ethical. Yeah. So it's, it's like hard. they're cleaning it up, but it's like, all right, we just we just finna scoop all these homeless people off this street and move them like five streets over. Atlanta did the same thing when it's time for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't like that either. So it's like, you know, whatever. But um, outside of downtown or, or just outside of the city or whatever, I feel like LA is just, you know, it's fire. Like, I feel like- See, and California I would rather move outside of LA, like an outside city. I wouldn't even want to be in LA County. Like, I want to be like- Oh no, girl, you tripping. Now, you could do like Glendale or Burbank. Now that's cute. Cause you could, you're still accessible to everything. And then- I just don't want to be in the middle of where, um, like it's just a lot going on. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Glendale or Burbank is very quiet. Like people okay. that, people move there to to chill. Now, if you want to chill far all the way back, you go to Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills is where people go to raise families because it's very quiet. Um, it's one exit away from Calabasas. The price in there isn't that bad or that much of a difference from downtown. Um, but it is, it can be, it's not even that far to me. Like, um, I'm looking when at it's no traffic, when it's, when it's no traffic, it's like 35 minutes from downtown, but traffic yeah, is like, but would I ever have a reason I need to come to downtown LA? Probably not. If I have a job. That's no, I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. See me, what, you know, doing the type of work that I do, this was perfect for me. Cause I walk to work. Like whenever people have shoots and stuff, I, I literally walk, I get my wagon and walk to work. Okay, you better walk that wagon. So and I don't know, and I like I don't want to be in a place that's too family friendly. Like I feel like there, like there are parts of Atlanta that are very family friendly. Like, or even like when you think of like Marietta or even Stone Mountain. Like that's I don't why I said Glendale or Burbank. Glendale and Burbank is equivalent to Sandy Springs. Okay, I can do that. Sandy yeah. Springs is a good mix of both. Um, there's a Glendale, do- Arizona too. Hmm. Woodland Hills is probably equivalent to Alpharetta. Okay, no thanks. 
I'm gonna be outnumbered. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, but you know what's so crazy? It's a lot of black people out there. What's you said enough? That about Phoenix. So here's the thing. Okay, so a couple things that I had to put in perspective. For one, I went on MLK weekend. Now I don't know if that made a difference, um, but I also was downtown Phoenix the whole time, and I did go to Scottsdale. Um, Scottsdale, which is the like the Beverly Hills of Arizona, by the way. Yeah, like I went to Scottsdale. It was black people out there. So I don't know. And then I was like reading the, you know, the stuff that Jerron said, but in my head, I'm like, boy, you graduated school how long ago? Yeah, but you think that black people people migrated to Arizona? A lot of black people have migrated there from Detroit and in the Bay. Well, they're not doing the census. And even somebody I know that lives there now said the same thing. She's like, it's not. And (laughs) my dog is being very chaotic. I'm sorry. But yeah, she said it. And another one of my friends who says she knows two people who live out there and they said the same thing. So I don't know. I... It's yeah. given I mean, not it's, enough it's, black people. To me personally, the thing is, there are black people. There's just not a lot. So it's yeah. just I need a great amount to have options to choose from who's gonna be my friend and who I'm gonna network with. Hey, sorry, I'm my well, girl. My you need to go to DC then, because you're not. Where are you going? Yeah, to find I actually black did consider. At? Yeah, I actually would gladly move to DC. I would love. I mean, I think it's a good mixture of weather. It's just, um, it's also very expensive. But I'm okay. The price. I mean, I'm not okay with the price. Let's be very clear. But if I sell my property, I think I can have a good head start. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not really nowhere for real in the United States that is going to have black people at the amount that we see them besides the South. Yeah. They never left the South. It's like, if you think about all the, all the states down, you know, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, um, Mississippi, Louisiana, all these are like black to, in my head. I think of black people when I think of these cities. Now, of course, now places like now, Mississippi are majority white. Believe it or not. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Georgia is too. It's just that- Georgia is too. But I think the cities that are popular, like Atlanta, um, Atlanta, Ath- not Athens, um, Atlanta, Augusta, and Albany. I get what you're saying. A lot of black people are in those areas, but outside of that, you and I know, both know that's it. Yeah, and I think that's just that's just gonna be the case anywhere you go you know unless you go but see LA is like what I appreciate about it is it's not quite like New York but it's similar in a way of that it's so many different cultures here so it's a lot of black people here but it's also a lot it's a of melting pot yeah I love and that. I can appreciate that and I'm not looking for like the city to be black necessarily but I just don't want to not have anybody relatable. Like I always say, I felt like about the Bay Area. I just didn't have anybody relatable. And it just was tough that's because- That's because you went in Oakland. You need to take your- But, you, but that's my point though. Now I got to go to this specific- I'm just saying like in Atlanta, I have several options of finding somebody. Yeah. And so I just don't want to, I mean, obviously yes, Oakland, but then the company I'll be working for nine times out of 10 won't be there. It'd be about an hour away. So it's just so many things to consider that, you know, whatever. It's not something I got to decide on right now, but- I just want to be amongst people that I would be around, not just black people, but black people like me. That, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, I can understand that. I can understand it. So y'all let me know. We, well, let me know y'all black friends in each state. <laughs> now, we'll, all I got to do is say hey to me and I'm going to know exactly what I need to know. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this episode up, child. My dog is not letting up. She's being very chaotic because I'm not giving 100% of my attention to her. So she's disturbing mm. the peace. Yeah, she she is a kangaroo. <laughs> She's yeah, a deer or something. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> she like you got me effed up. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been another episode of OD Podcast. Holla at your girl. Holla at your world and holla at Hazel. Look at her. <laughs>